Welcome to Impact, where we focus on helping you grow a business that amplifies your unique genius, multiplies your income, and transforms lives. Each episode, you'll discover an actionable framework based on what's working right now for top brands and thought leaders. In this episode, we'll talk about how to create products and services that your customers will eagerly buy, as well as the common mistake that will condemn your product offers to fail. And then we'll talk about the five types of value that will motivate buyers to invest in your products and services. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Impact. I am your host, Jason Van Orden. Today, we're going to talk about how you can create products and services that your market will scramble to buy. In a thought leadership-based business, you are going to turn your knowledge into a variety of different offers, different products, different services. And it's important to know how to design them in a way that you can be sure the market wants them, that there's demand for that offer. In order to design products and services that are sure to sell, you must first focus on the offer's value proposition. So what is a value proposition? Well, the value proposition answers the customer's premier question, which is what's in it for me? The customer wants to know the outcomes that they'll achieve, the pains that they'll relieve, if they're going to choose to invest time, money, and energy into your offer. And so to design compelling offers, you need to gain a deep understanding of your intended customer's pains and gains. You must put empathy at the center of your product design process. When you do this in the right way, your products will sell with ease. And your messaging will feel more authentic, more confident, and more resonant. And so today in this episode, I'm going to share with you my value proposition design framework. You can use this framework to identify exactly what your market values most. And then it'll be much easier for you to design compelling value propositions, compelling offers that will have your intended customers eager to do business with you. As I like to do with each episode, I've created a downloadable guide that has the entire framework for you to go through. And in fact, it's a worksheet that you can use to apply the things we're going to talk about today directly to your business. If you're at or near a computer, I invite you to go to impactdownloads.com forward slash value. And that's where you can enter your email and download the value proposition worksheet to follow along with this episode. Or of course, you can remember that for downloading later as a review of what we've talked about and some specific questions to guide you through this process that we're about to discuss. So again, you can go to impactdownloads.com forward slash value to get today's framework. The value proposition design framework is made up of five different types of value that are most important or most motivating for your intended customers. I've created this to help you really dig deep into what it is your customers are looking for, what's top of mind for them, so that, again, you can then match your offer, the features and the benefits and the outcomes of your offer to the things that you uncover in each of these five areas. Now, you're meant to go through each of these areas and answer some questions from the perspective of your customer. You can certainly have a specific type of offer in mind, but it's important not to be too focused on the product or the solution first, because doing that tends to 
zero you in too quickly on what it is you want to sell. And that's where things can go awry. That's where we can get really married to a certain messaging or a certain uh, type of, of product or you know, a certain feature set, benefit set that somehow misses the mark. And then it's more of a struggle in it than we would like to get people to buy in to that particular offer. So we're going to go through each of these five areas. I'm going to give you an example as we go through the, the questions in each of these five areas of value. Uh, I have a specific example that will help illustrate what uh, how each of these five areas work. But I also want you to, before we dive into this, I want you to think about a recent purchase that you made. Now, something that maybe is a little bit more significant, not just like a, a candy bar or a shirt, uh, although it you know, could be an outfit that you bought, uh, but you know, something that you invested some, some money and time in. It doesn't have to be a huge, huge uh, purchase, but something you, you, it took a little bit of time to make a decision about it. Because as I touch on each of these five areas and ask the questions that go with them, I want you to be thinking about that purchase and answer these questions for yourself. And this is a great, great way to, to start really understanding how to how value proposition design works and how to go about thinking of uh, the, the manner in which you want to be thinking about your offers in order to design ones that are really going to be in demand by your market. So before we dive into this, I want to give you the five different areas. The first one is gains. You can also think of this as results. The second area of value is transformation. Third is relief. This is relief from pains and frustrations and challenges. Fourth is the capabilities or opportunities that will be opened up to, uh, to the buyer when they invest in your offer. And the fifth area, which kind of ties all of these together and is at the foundation of all of them, is needs. We're going to go in more depth about each of these, uh, but I wanted to give you those five up front so you kind of get a, a roadmap of, of where we're going. So with your recent purchase in mind, let's go ahead and proceed to the first uh, area of value here, which is results and gains. So the question to ask yourself here is what measurable results does your intended customer want to achieve? What is it they want to gain? I mean, ultimately, somebody's going to invest in your time and money and energy into your product because there's some future that they want to realize for themselves. And that future likely consists of you know, measurable things that they can look at and go, OK, I, I reached a goal. I achieved a thing. Something happened. Something changed. And now life is in a better state than it was prior to investing in this offer. The example I want to use here is the example of a, let's say it's like a, a course on, on, straight, on stress management. Pretty straightforward uh, idea that a lot of us can relate to. So I like that as, a, as an example for us to go through this framework. In the case of a stress management course, when it comes to results or gains, one thing I wrote down here is that somebody who would be interested in a stress management course, they want to you know, learn ways to help them better manage their stress. Now, right here, I want to point out that we're really kind of still at a too high of a level. And I'm going to give you a mechanism here in just a moment that's going to help you dig down even deeper and really get to, you know, the deepest, most important outcomes, most important benefits that your market's looking at. But this is an okay place to start. And often we do end up thinking, you know, we say, well, what, what are they going to attain? We might say something, well, they're going to learn how to X, right? Now, if we're honest with ourselves, people don't want to learn something. Now they will in order to get an outcome, but they, you know, often we're not buying into something just to learn for learning's sake. Uh, unless you're me, I guess <laughs> sometimes I do buy into something just for learning's sake. But in most cases, especially in a thought leadership based business, 
people are going to be looking again for a certain outcome. Yes, you might have to teach them skills, ideas, a way of thinking in order to get there. But what is that going to get them? So I want to teach you a really powerful phrase here that you can use in order to dig deeper. And that phrase is so that they can blank. So if we take what I just said, learn techniques that will help them better manage their stress. And then we say that phrase so that they can blank what comes up next. Well, they'll learn those techniques so that they can experience less stress, less frequently, less with less amplitude, that's going to lower the impact that stress has on their life. So already we're getting a little deeper then on, on, on what it is that's going to happen for them at the end of this process, at the end of this journey of investing in your offer. But we can do this multiple times. The so that they can tool works best when we use it two, three, four, even five times to just keep going deeper. So to show you what I mean here, Experience the effects of stress less frequently and with less amplitude so that they can. Now, to fill in the blank here, I actually have three different answers, and that's okay. Sometimes you'll ask the, you know, you'll type out the so that they can, and the next level might consist of more than one phrase that comes to your mind. So certainly you want to write those down. So here's what I wrote down. So that they can enjoy greater peace and well-being in their life. So that they can pursue and achieve projects and goals without worrying about the stress of them taking over their life. They'll feel more in control of their life and how they react to things. So this is, again, going deeper into like, how is this affecting their life to have this stress? And why is it so important to them to remove this to this stress? What will it cost them if they don't do something about better stress management? We're trying to go down as many layers as they can. So under the heading of results or gains, use that so that they can tool at least three times to dig down to increasingly deeper and more meaningful levels. So let's just contrast that quickly. If I were to say, hey, come sign up for my stress management course, you'll learn techniques that will help you better manage your stress. There might be some people who go like, yeah, you know what? I, I need that. And that, that could interest them. But you'll get a much broader and deeper response from more people and more in a more resonant way. If you say, Hey, sign up for the stress management course, because it's going to help you enjoy greater peace and well-being in your life. It's going to help you pursue and achieve more of those projects and goals that right now you might be avoiding because the way that stress has taken over your life. It's going to help you feel in more control of your life because you will have more confidence in the way that you will react to things. You'll feel like you have more options about around that. So can you see the difference of the, the meaning, the depth, the emotionality of the result or gain when we use that so that they can tool multiple times to dig deeper? And so this really helps come up with better copy, better messaging, you know, for your marketing, for your sales. And it also helps you ensure as you're designing then the course, the curriculum and, and the, the way that you'll support them through the curriculum, you can keep those things in mind and make sure that you are attending to each of those gains that, uh, that, that you found out that your, that your market wants. And as soon as we go, after we're done going through this framework, I'm going to tell you, where do you go in order to find the answers to these questions? Because I said it needs to start with the customer. So I'm going to fill you in on that once we are, we're done going through the, the framework. So that's the first uh, area of value, which is results or gains. And uh, under that, you can use the so that they can tool or phrasing in order to dig deep enough and get to the core, most motivating issues for them.
The next area of value is transformation. Here you're asking your market, you know, how do they want to feel different? How do they want to be different? Again, this is about that future state that they want to realize for themselves. They want things to be differently. They're, they're in one state right now and they want to be in this other state. And for whatever reason, they're not getting there. There's a gap between the two. So what does that future state look like in terms of how they will be different, how they will feel different? What is going to change in their life? Are there are, are they going to change the way they believe, about, you know, things that they believe about themselves, things that they believe about the world and how it operates? And so transformation has to do with how they think, how they behave, how they show up in the world. So you can think about this for the product. Just take a moment to think about the product that you uh, that you chose as an example of, you know, was there any way that it transformed your life or that you expected it to transform your life? And that's one of the reasons why you invested in it. Going to my example of the stress management course. Here's what I wrote down under transformation. They'll be more resilient, a more resilient and confident person. So that's a different type of way of being. Those around them are going to notice the difference in their energy and in, in their well-being. It's going to be easier to relate with them and work with them. So these are transformations. They'll have more energy. They'll have more mental space to dedicate to the things that are most important to them in their life. They'll enjoy more ease and confidence. And they're going to be more willing to take on more challenging projects and aspirations because they won't have that concern of stress holding them back. For some people, they might go from absolutely hating their job if that's the big source of their stress and might come back around to enjoying it once again if they could just be better aware of and more able to manage the stress that their job uh, that their job. Uh, causes for them. And that could be their job. That could be their relationship. That could be any area of their life, right? They'll go from that being just a source of drain and a source of, of, uh, unhappiness to once again, filling them, fulfilling their life, you know, giving them energy, giving a life promoting activity. Once they have learned these stress management techniques and how to best apply them in their life. So that's the second area of value, which is transformation. So we've had results or gains. And the second area is transformation, which brings us to the third area of value, which is relief. So here's where we're thinking about the pains that they want to remove. When they're looking for that solution, when they're motivated to buy something, they're both going towards something, that future that looks different, a transformation of themselves. And they're also likely going away from things, symptoms, pains, frustrations, uh, challenges that are getting in their way. So what are, this is a question to ask yourself under this heading, what are the mental, emotional, and physical symptoms that they will hope, that they hope will be removed once you help them, once they invest in your offer and go through your process? So in the case of your product that you thought of, just think for a second, were there any mental, emotional, or physical pains or frustrations, challenges that you wanted to have relieved in your life when you decided to invest in this product that you've thought of. When it comes to the stress management course, what I wrote down was they will enjoy a greater sense of ease and well-being. So they're going to have, you know, the relief of just that, that anxiety, that, you know, elevated, you know, the cortisol in the body and all the, the effects that that does when you're constantly getting triggered into a state of stress, you know, that's going to be relieved. They're going to feel that greater, uh, sense of control. So they'll be relieved from that feeling of, you know, you can, when you're, when stress is really taken over your life, you can feel like you've lost a certain level of, of freedom. 
which is of course very uh, distressing to be in that state. So it will relieve that state of feeling out of control or unable to handle the things that are ahead of you. They'll have increased self-compassion. So they'll be relieved perhaps from, you know, that inner critic. They'll be relieved from, uh, you know, being down on themselves about the stress and the effects and the reactions that they're, that they're having to things. So what are they going away from? What do they want relief from? That is the third area of value to be thinking about. That brings us to number four, which is capabilities. What capabilities will they gain? Or another way that I like to think about this is what opportunities will be opened up to them by investing in your product. So you can ask yourself, you know, once you have helped your customer, once they've gone through your course or whatever, you know, consulting process, coaching process that you have, what will they be able to do that they couldn't do before? What choices or options will be opened up to them thanks to going through your, your offer? So again, think about the product that you brought to mind and think of were there certain opportunities you wanted to have open up to you or there certain capabilities you were hoping to gain by purchasing that product. In the case of my example of the stress management course, they're going to have more options and how they react to stress. And so often when stress shows up in our lives, we end up having just these automatic reactions, these habits of, of, of the way that we respond that just get reinforced over and over and over again. But once we learn to be more aware of those moments when the stress shows up and we have tools and techniques and how to respond, it opens up more possibilities rather than going down that automatic path of response you know, now you can choose one that is more conducive to the outcome that you want. They also will be able to get more done because stress won't derail them so much. So now they can accomplish more things. They can take on more projects, which is something I mentioned earlier. And that brings up a good point here. Sometimes, you know, similar answers will show up in, in more than one of these areas. And that's fine. In fact, that's great when that does. It can often point to, you know, one of the most important uh, benefits for that, that your market is looking for. So that's capabilities and opportunities. And that brings us to the, the fifth area, the fifth and final area of value, which is needs. This one's really, really important to understand. You know, I've talked already about how we really need to go down deep when trying to find those core motivating, uh, motivating, you know, benefits, desires, outcomes, uh, emotions for your buyer. And when you go down deep enough, or rather, you know, let me put it this way. When you're doing that, you might ask, well, Jason, how, how deep do I need to go? Like how many times do I need to ask the or, or fill in the blank on so that they can to really get to the core thing? And usually my answer is that, you know, when you've hit the core, when you've arrived at a fundamental human need. Because all we, we all share fundamental human needs that drive our behaviors and our decisions. I mean, some of these are evolutionarily wired into us as human beings. Now, you know, we might all have varying degrees of those needs in our life, but still they're, they're, they're there for all of us. And, you know, just to be clear on what I'm talking about, I'm talking about things like a need for freedom, a need for authenticity, a need for self-expression, a need for purpose, mastery intimacy. And in fact, there are 34 different fundamental human beliefs 
And I got those, that list of 34 from an excellent uh, resource at a site called the Center for Nonviolent Communication. They have what they call their human needs inventory. And I'll link to that in the show notes if you want to go in and check that out. It's also inside of the framework that you can download. Uh, I have a whole list of all 34, so you can look at them. And the goal here is to find the, the three or so fundamental human needs that are most fulfilled or, or that your that your market most wants to fulfill in relation to the types of offers, products and services that you uh, are putting out into the marketplace. Because when you've uh, identified those human needs, then you can talk about them in your branding and your messaging. And you can make sure when, when your market has identified that as a, uh, an ident- uh, as an, you know, a vital and motivating human need, you can make sure that everything you, the way you structure your course, the way you do the messaging, the way that you, you know, support them and, and design the curriculum is geared around uh, continually supporting that human need. So Let's go ahead and dive into an example here and you'll uh, have a clearer idea of what I mean. So in the case of the stress management course, out of the 34, here are the, I think, four uh, primary human needs that I identified that this course would fulfill for uh, the market for this particular course. First of all, it would fulfill a need for ease, Right, life's just going to feel more easy. It's going to feel less fraught. With it's going to have less friction and weight to it. Another one I wrote down is it's going to fulfill a need for freedom, and that's one that's going to come up a lot because that that's just paramount to the quality of life that we all live is a sense of freedom, a sense of autonomy, the ability to have more choice, to be less controlled, whether it's by inner or outer forces. And in this case, it's being less controlled, having more freedom from the responses, the automatic responses that you have to stress once you've gone through this course. It fulfills a need for peace in life. That's the third one. And it fulfills a need for competence was the other one. We all have a need to feel competent in the various areas. Feel, I mean, this is, this is a definition of self-efficacy, right? And self-efficacy is what motivates us in life. It's a belief that we, we are deserving of, you know, happiness and well-being and good things in life and that we are capable or competent of bringing those things about. Somebody who is being, you know, continually derailed by or ruled by stress, more specifically the responses to stress that they have in life, Increasing, they feel less competent. They feel less able to take on and achieve or manage the things that come up for them. So that need for competence is one that I would want to speak to uh, very thoroughly in the marketing and messaging for a stress management course. Now, I'm not going to go through all 34 of them. I've given you some different ideas here. Again, when you want, when you uh, download the the framework guide that goes along with this episode, you'll get a list of all 34 and a link to the source that I have that you can go and um, and check out there. Uh, I'll just go ahead and, and give you the link again here really quickly, which is impactdownloads.com forward slash value if you want to grab that guide. So let's go ahead here and just review quickly. We've talked about five different areas of value that are most important to any market. And these are the ones you want to really dive into to identify what is, what are the most crucial things? What, what is it that's really going to give that perceived value and therefore give you a compelling value proposition, which is the most important piece of any offer? We want to dive into each of these five areas. So number one is results or gains. Number two is transformation. Number three is relief. Number four is capabilities or opportunities. 
And the fifth area is needs, those fundamental human needs that the offer will fulfill. So now you might be wondering a couple of things. First of all, how do you find, how do you derive or uncover, identify the, the answers to the questions underneath each of these five areas? Well, the answer is it starts with empathy. It starts with true curiosity, authentic curiosity about the people that you want to serve with your offers. And that means going and having conversations with them, having conversations that allow them to share their experience in a way that you are able to, again, dig down deep and go, ah, that is the emotional driver that is going to guide their buying decision in this case for an offer like this. So go out and have five to 10 conversations with, and make sure you're talking to people who fit your ideal market. It's, that's very important or else you're going to get information that's not relevant to your particular intended audience. So, you know, you need to have a good idea before this framework's really going to work for you. You need to have a good idea of who your intended customer is so that as you're going through and marking down the answers to the, the things under each of these five different areas of value, that you're doing so for the people that you are hoping to attract them, earn their trust and have them buy in to your products or services. Now, the second question that might be coming up is, well, now what do I do once I have those different areas and I've caught captured notes for each of those different areas? What do I do with that information? Well, there's a few different things. I mean, first of all, we're talking about designing the value proposition. I mean, what you're looking at when you've, when you've captured that information under each of these five headings, you're essentially looking at here is the value proposition. Here's what I am promising to my market when they choose to invest time, money, and energy into my offer. So when you're writing copy about, you know, whether that's an email, whether that's a sales page, whether that's just content, uh, you know, any kind of content that it has the purpose of grabbing their attention or earning their trust, moving the customer journey forward and bringing them to a point where they just gladly, eagerly want to do business with you. You do that by using the things that you discover in each of these five areas and ideally using the exact language that they have shared with you in those conversations. If you have the exact language that they, that they use to describe their desired results and gains that describe the transformation that they want to go through or the relief from the pains that they want to have the capabilities and opportunities that they want to open up to them, the fundamental human needs that are most important to them as it relates to this area of expertise that you, uh, that you want to help them with. That exact language used in your copy and content is going to be immensely powerful, immensely resonant and compelling because it's going to feel like you understand them uh, at a level that nobody else has. And that, uh, that, that alone right there is one of the greatest things you can do for earning their trust in a very authentic way. And they're going to sense that it's like, okay, this person, they understand my situation. Therefore, I can trust that they have my best uh you know, they have my best interests in mind, which again feeds into that trust that you want to earn from your intended market. So there's a lot more we could go into here. I mean, I have a whole process when it comes to customer discovery that I've designed that I take uh, my clients through and we get a, we, we basically do the interviews. We pull out the, the key information. We have a full report on, on what are the elements of value that are most important to them. And then we take that and directly design the, um, design the offer. Um, that, that'll have to be for another episode, but uh, suffice it to say, Again, and I mentioned this once, it's worth mentioning again. When you design your offer, 
whether that's a course, coaching, consulting, workshop, you want to look at everything you've uncovered in each of these five areas and just ensure that every aspect of the offer, everything from the price to the feature set, to the, the benefits, you know, the, do they get calls with you? What, what's the curriculum? What are, what's the process you take them through? Uh, what are the things you choose to focus on throughout the course? And make sure it matches up with and fulfills all of these things that are most important. This is how you design compelling value propositions. This is how you design products and services that you can be sure will sell because you have matched them directly to the needs and wants and desires of the market and the things that are they're ultimately going to motivate them to invest in your offer. Again, I want to remind you that I've created a downloadable guide, a downloadable worksheet that will guide you through the framework that we just talked about here on this episode. You can find that at impactdownloads.com forward slash value. Just enter your email address there to sign up for my newsletter and I'll immediately send the PDF to you. And you'll also receive more frameworks like this one to help you grow your brand and business. And also I include a download PDF of the example, the stress management course example. So you can kind of reference that as you're going through it and, and use that as a, as a reminder of how to go through each of those five areas of value. If you'd like to learn more about my consulting and course offers that I've designed to help you turn your intellectual equity into new scalable sources of revenue so that you can reach more people, so that you can help more people and also increase your income, then go ahead and visit me at jasonvanorden.com and click on the work with me link. That's it for this episode of Impact. On the next episode, we have the first ever guest on the show, the incomparable John Lee Dumas. Let me assure you, this is not like any other JLD interview that you've heard. We dig into four fundamental success principles that have helped him build one of the most popular business podcasts with over 100 million downloads, as well as a seven-figure business and brand. Also, come find out the advice I gave to John the first time I met him and why it's a good thing that he didn't listen to me. I'm Jason Van Orden, and I want to thank you for joining me.